tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. And good afternoon here in lovely Gainesville, Florida, where it's just been an unbelievably beautiful day. If you got outside and were able to enjoy it, I uh, I envy you. I end up staying inside a lot today, but uh, I had a lot of things to do, and people in our house still working on. Okay, there's a long way to go on our kitchen, but uh, I am here in the studio, and Jeff Cardozo out there at the ballpark where he saw... Some interesting stuff last night, to say the least. Jeff, how are you? Yeah, the moon was really cool. It was <laughs> full moon, popped up orange right over the uh, the right field wall. Well, it's funny because uh, I was watching the game and I went, oh, Karen, we need to go out and look in the backyard. There's a, there's a moon out there that we yeah. need to see, yeah. It was uh, it was nice. But yeah, weird still. Uh, I, I don't honestly think that it was that bad. For the relief pitching, like if you look at Slater's line, it says three hits, three runs in that first inning, and the two were like swinging bunts. One was this little jam job that just got over the third baseman's head, so he threw pretty well. And then the the guys the rest of the way threw pretty well, other than Neely giving up a, a home run to start the inning. So it wasn't terrible, but the the offense just continues to be dominant. Cags went 0 for 5 last night, so you still have all these other guys that are stepping up and doing their thing, and the nine RBI by Rivera were actually the second most in the country by any of like the, the big schools this year. So it was a heck of a night for him. And But the weird thing is, Pat, is so Rivera earlier this year hit two homers in a game in his first two at-bats. And then the next three at-bats, Caglione hit homers. So he ended up finishing with three homers. And Rivera was like, man, how the heck does that happen? I already had two. And then last night, Rivera gets two more, and then – the dude on FAU side had three. So yeah. it's like Rivera can't win and get most homers in a game. Shuwal, is that his, is that how you pronounce it? Shanuel. Shanuel. What yes. Is? I never heard of him until last night, but, I mean, I, obviously yeah, legit. it got to a point where you were like, please don't let anybody <laughs> be on base when he comes up next time because they were well-hit balls. I mean, again, I, I stay with the Con Air reference. But the the ball is flying out of that park way better than it did at McKeithen, as you know, Jeff. Mm, maybe. Come on. Come on. How many – look, obviously the wind is a factor at this park more than it was at McKeithen. Yeah, at McKeithen. And so we've you've seen that. Other teams come in and cannot feel pop-ups. Yeah. Um, happened again last night. So I think that it, it, it affects a lot of balls that are hit, although – at the same time, most of the balls I've seen hit were no doubters. Yeah, they'll be gone anyway. Although Miami hit a couple over the center field wall that I was like, wow, that, that got out. I can't believe that. The wind is actually blowing in aggressively right now, so we'll see if that has a uh, factor into the game tonight. But, yeah, 29 more runs last night. It's uh, it's getting a little out of hand for sure. But, hey, I mean, it's, a, it's an offense that's first in the country in hits and homers and slugging percentage. So they're legit, and we'll see if they can keep it up. Well, as long, as long as you have the 18, it's fine you yeah. know, to have 29 runs in a game. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy because I've got to be honest with you. I, 
obviously when you went to rain delay and that was 42 minute rain delay, I'm like, well, let me go flip around, see what else is on. And then I literally came back at the moment that you guys came back. So it was great timing on my part. Nice. Uh, but then after they scored those runs and I just felt like I was, I can't remember who was pitching when, uh, when FAU took the lead at what? Seven, was it seven six or eight seven? What was the lead that they had? Yeah, they got a two run lead in the fifth. Yeah, and I went. Let me. I, I don't want to watch these guys pitch anymore. So I turned. That's how mad they were making me. Turned <laughs> it off, and then of course came back and got to see. By the time I got back, Florida had already taken retaken the lead. That's the kind of offense they have. But as you know, Jeff, uh, in this league, the SEC, they're going to run up against better pitching than they've seen so far. Yeah, they they will, and you just wonder if it's kind of the same for for everybody else and I don't know I'm still fascinated because I think there was still that back of your mind thought that are they going to do it against good pitching but then Miami's legit I mean they they got three guys that were really really good and one guy's a all-star in the cape last year and they just they lit them up so it, it didn't really matter so I just I think this is just a team that has a great approach at the plate even saw it last night Langford in the first inning had a, a two-strike count. They basically had the whole right side of the infield wide open for him, and he didn't try to do anything with it. He literally just stuck his bat out and made sure he hit a ground ball to second base, and he got a base hit because of yep. it. And then Rivera comes up and hits the three-run homer. So it's just they're they're not a, a selfish group at all. I think they're they're playing team baseball. They're doing really well, and they're playing really nice defense. And it's still just the fact of are you going to be able to to get enough outs after the starter comes out and you got to find some dudes yeah that that is still the question even uh, as we get i mean we're not there yet but it's sec play is right around the corner with alabama coming in here uh next week right um uh, yep next week and alabama's I, I think i heard steve say on the radio broadcast when i was picking up dinner that alabama i think leads the sec in hitting and pitching so now i don't know who they played obviously but uh, this, that's going to be interesting. But uh, obviously tonight the Gators play again. You know, one thing I will say, uh, Jeff, last night that I after the first inning, I said, you know what? Florida just hit two three-run homers off of a left-handed soft tosser. Mm-hmm. Every soft tosser who is left-handed in the history of Gator baseball always gives them trouble. Yeah. So maybe these guys are really legit. <laughs> because yeah, if, they, no. if they're hitting a the soft tosser that's left-handed <laughs> – there, that defies all logic of Gator baseball history. Yeah, I thought the same thing. And that guy had actually thrown five innings against Miami and only gave up one run against that offense. Right. So he was pretty good. And the Gators just got to him early. And his changeup wasn't working well early. The rain delay actually helped him. I think it tired him out. And then because he was more tired, the changeup was more effective after the rain delay. And Gators couldn't score for a couple of innings. But then they started figuring it out again. Yeah, and uh, obviously uh, tacked on those runs at the end and made it a lot more comfortable. Although I did think you made a good point about Neely, how because it wasn't a safe situation, because he he's just trying to get outs and he's not spotting pitches because he, he knows he can't allow a base runner. It was until he kind of got mad about what was going on that he then he started pitching better. Yeah, Sully came out, ripped him a new one, and then <laughs> he was like, all right, let me – let me start pitching. He didn't give up a run after that, and you look like the Neely you're supposed to. And I just, I don't know, it's it's the mindset, and I wouldn't say kids, but I know there's a lot of people listening that would probably relate to this or understand it. And and it's not even with sports. Let's just say it's your job. Like if you're just a, if you're a salesman and 
you just don't want to really do it today and you're just kind of going through the motions, well, you're probably not going to be successful. But if you wake up and you go in there and you say, okay, I'm going to go balls to the wall and I'm going to you know, do everything possible to make this happen. I'm going to try my best. I'm in this spot for a reason. Like, you're hired for a reason. You're, you're obviously pretty good at what you do, and, and somebody has confidence in you can do successful. Well, it's the same on the mound. Neely's the closer. So, obviously, Kevin O'Sullivan has a lot of confidence in him, so you're going to put him in, but you have to have it as the, the employee or as the player on the field. And if you don't have the right mindset, you're not going to be successful at anything you do. And I, I think – the, now that I've been around this longer and longer, I think the more that I start to understand that. And, you know, we listen, there, there's days that we don't want to be doing anything. And, and we wake up, you know, like, this is crap. I don't want to do it. But the, the days where you feel good and you feel like you're ready to get after it and you want to be successful, you have some pretty damn good days. And I think that's the same mentality in sports. No, it, it's. Uh, I know this is not going to seem applicable to you, but it's the same for me, writing. You know, there's days when I wake up, okay, i got to write this and this today for, for these different things, and I'll sit there and I'll go, I don't feel like doing this. Maybe I should totally read. Maybe, and then you just kind of have to give yourself a kick in the butt, and uh, a lot of guys have to do that, uh, and we've, we've seen that be an issue in the past, but uh, it doesn't seem like it is with this, this year's team. Uh, all right, so who is throwing tonight? I don't think they've announced it. I know, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say it because okay. it's not official yet. All right. But let's just say. Let's just say that it's going to be should, Roger he should, Clemens. <laughs> he should be really good because he is around me just about every day. Oh, okay. Now I know. Okay. Cool. Well, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I can't it'll wait. It'll be a good opportunity for him to uh, see if he can do something. He hasn't thrown a lot this year, and he'll get his chance tonight. Hey, uh, by the way, you know what Nick doesn't do enough on the show, on the uh, broadcast? He doesn't mention stuff that happened in the 70s enough. Can you work on a, work on, on that? When he brought up Jim Maloney, and uh, you never know where he's going with some of that stuff. Yeah, it, everything comes back to somebody. It's, uh, it's interesting for sure. I did appreciate you guys talking about how great it was to wake up in the morning back in the old days when there were newspapers and, and read box scores and everything because that – I mean, when the when newspapers quit carrying box scores, and um, I remember when I first got to the Gainesville Sun, it was a big deal that we ran everybody's batting average who played a minimum number of games. I mean, the entire list. And and I think uh, Nick was talking about that as well. But yeah, those are the good old days. But now you just go look at you just go Google it. What <laughs> you want to know what he's hitting? Google it. Yeah, very true. You don't have to read it. Uh, all right, we got to get a break. Phone lines are open for you. Jeff will be with us for the first hour, and again, we will get out of here early for baseball at 5.50. But until then, we've got a lot of things to talk about, including some basketball tournaments. I do want to talk about that. New issues for Tiger Woods. What? Uh-oh. Uh, maybe a uh, coach has uh, retired and not retired at the same night. Uh, we'll, ha- we'll talk about that. And I, wanna, I do want to get Jeff's pick eventually before he leaves for who's going to win the players. Ah, so uh, think about that, Jeff. I'll let you mull it over and stew it in your brain. All right. I will do it. All right, we'll get out of here. We'll get a break. We'll come back with more of the tailgate here on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Cam Parker. 
Fresh off their 18-11 win over FAU on Tuesday night, Gator Baseball takes the field tonight for the second game of its two-game series against the Owls. First pitch at Congress Family Ballpark is at 6 p.m. Catch live coverage beginning the Gators will look to win their first Wednesday game of the season after dropping their previous two Wednesday matchups. Gators softball is also in action tonight, facing UCF at 7 p.m. The Gators are coming off of a three-game sweep over UAB, where they outscored the Blazers 23-1. Florida Gators men's and women's swimming and diving are competing in the final day of the NCAA Zone Diving Championships in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Cam Parker. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jamil, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports card, whether it be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck. We have it. Come on in, get yourself a box, a pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks, get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh! All the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry in shop are always fully in stock. You can find our stuff on our website as well, mealypops.com. That's another way you can interact with the store, or you can just come into the shop. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Stop on by. We're open every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to see you. Come on out to the shop. Have some fun. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Our own cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Exactly. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Well, everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. However, since we opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner with over 600 scholarships awarded through our Meldon Law Scholar-Athlete Program, as well as our Veterans Making a Difference initiative. Meldon Law has offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. MeldonLaw.com, where we won't back down. We are your home for the NCAA basketball tournament and the Final Four. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. 
All right, we are back here on the tailgate. Pat Dooley here in studio. Jeff Cardozo out of the ballpark for the first hour. So get your questions in for him, and we'll go ahead and get a phone call. Byron's up first. What's going on, Byron? Hey, Pat, man, you, you, you got me with a radio talk, man. I guess all subjects get me to call, but, you know, man, uh, the, the newspaper too, man, and I just was, was going to give a shout-out. Man, I think that TV20 came around the, the 70s to the early 80s, but, but when I played and we were in school, you, you never got the coverage. So shout-out to TV20, man. They do a great job with high school sports and all, but you were talking about the games of the sun. And I just was reminiscing about the days when they covered us and how great you guys were. You know, Mike Bianchi, and I remember you. And I can't go back before. It was, I don't know if Neil caught no, Neil, one of those guys, that, some of those. Uh, but, but, you know, the, it was great. And I played Little League back in the days, and, and you know, JV. And it was so great the way they covered it. And I, I miss the paper now because the box score, as you said, and I don't get the Little League. And, and the coverage they did back with the JV Sports and even well TV Twenty does a high school so that guys and uh, go Gator baseball enjoy the show man and we miss your writing and and some of your inside and especially some of your football stuff Pat in in the writing man in the print and Mike Bianchi too and go Gators. All right, well yeah, well first of all I am still writing. <laughs> it's just not as convenient to find me. You have to actually log on to a computer. So, in fact, I just finished something for Gators Wire. In fact, what I did today, and it, here, I know you'll like this one, Jeff. My Dooley's dozen was 12 guys who can't get a paver at Florida but were great players. And you know one of them would be Kyle Trask. Sure. But, he, I mean, he just – he wasn't first-team All-American because, you know – I mean, you know who was? Mac Jones because he's yep. going to the Heisman Trophy winner. Um but uh, yeah, so that was an easy list to come up. It's kind of hard to keep it to twelve. But Mark Ellis on that list? He would be if there were if that was if I was talking baseball. I was talking, talking football. Baseball. Football. You know the pavers out in Dude, front of the heavener. You know. I got a paver out in front of the north end zone. Yeah, I do too. Actually, I think somewhere out there, <laughs> it may not say Pat Dooley. It may say the Gainesville Sun. You know, it's. I, I don't want to say it's funny. That's the wrong word to use. But um, I was at the Olympic bombing, as you know, mm-hmm. and um, in Atlanta. And I I called back a couple of days later. I'd done all these stories. And, again, you weren't even covering the, the Olympic Games anymore. You were covering the story that around it. And I, I suggested to our people at Centennial Park that we put a uh, – we put a we get a brick because they were they were selling bricks and I you know one that said I think it said um, something Gainesville Sun peace to all so it's I don't remember what it said it was poetic at the time I thought but uh, that's how emotional that whole thing was but yeah so there's a brick there it says Gainesville Sun on it I'm sure and there's a brick in the Southwest Rec Center from all the times you were shooting baskets <laughs> you know what else there is another brick in the wall. <laughs> at least one uh but uh yeah i do uh look i we all know i mean this is what has happened it's like saying you know i liked football before nil well nil's here uh i liked it when there was a newspaper and it was thick and it was big and everything well it's not anymore it's just the way things evolve and unfortunately uh i think a lot of us are very fortunate to have. Le- i mean jeff and i wouldn't be friends the way we are unless 
I written a, all these nice things about him in the paper when he was a player. That's very true. Well, one true. one nice thing anyway. A wacko and Waco. Wacko and Waco. You see, where is that, by the way, that story? I, is that at home? Yeah, I got it somewhere at home. Okay. Somewhere? What do you got it like in the in – the, uh, I'll bring it home to my house and put it up next to my Danny Warfel story. It's in a bin. <laughs> they they did finally announce that uh, Nesbitt is a starting pitcher, so we can hype that up now. Well, I, yeah, I figured that. Tyler Nesbitt will get the start, and that'll be – I mean, how many starts has he even had in his career in Florida? He must have had some midweeks, right? Um, I don't know if he started at all last year. Yeah, I don't know. It's so, look upable, and I should probably do that before I start the broadcast. Here, yeah, and here that's just why you you're leaving an hour early. But uh, here's my recommendation to Tyler Nesbitt: throw strikes, but not to the number three hitter. Yeah, <laughs> if you can do that, you'll be fine. You, yeah, that's what I told him when I talked to him. Just just put it in his ear. Yeah. And again, know that if you give up a run, you'll be okay with this lineup um, going forward. I do. I know you're uh, the uh, players coming up, and I don't know if you got. I'm sure you didn't get to watch much of it today. Just um, talking on the Golf Channel. Really windy today. They don't know if it's going to stay, but it, the wind is going to dry the greens out, and it's going to be kind of Bay Hillish like it was last weekend. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Um, for um, for the golfers, and they made a good point. The wind's blowing so hard today, the worst thing you can do is play. <laughs> because if you play, you're going to think the wind's going to be like this all the time, especially if you never played here before. Uh, if you're a first-timer and you're going to go, oh, this is, i gotta, I, I got to hit 7-iron from 150 into the wind and wedge from 190, uh, uh, you know, uh, with the wind. and But, no, it's not going to probably be like that all weekend. No, it, it shouldn't be. And tomorrow's – like mid seventies going to be really nice. I'm excited to get over there and check out everybody. The uh, I, I have a decision to make though because Rory's going off at eight. There's a good group going off at eight, and John Rahm's the early group. But then there's some fun guys going on in the afternoon around twelve forty-five, one o'clock. So it'll be a a good mix of being able to walk around and see what's going on. Although well, it, maybe you should go with the guy, other guy who tees off at about eight o five, which is Billy Horschel. Yeah, eight o eight. Yeah. So go go say do come some, up to him. Do some gator. Say chops. hey man, how's it going? Pat Dooley's my friend. Billy, what's up? <laughs> That'll get you a long way, believe me. <laughs> At the he, players, uh, he'll he'll know me. God, I used to live for that week. I I loved it so much. I would spend the whole week over there and stay in a yeah. hotel and. Yeah, I mean, I, I've rarely gotten to go, and I think that's why I wanted to go so badly this year because I finally got the opportunity to go last year, and it was on a Thursday because that's the only time that is not a baseball game going on. And it was the, the nastiest, rainiest, most miserable yeah. day. So it was there for like an hour. It didn't even really get to walk around. So I'm excited. It's going to be nice weather tomorrow. And just, it, I mean, the course is obviously beautiful. For those that have not had the opportunity to get over there, everybody makes a big deal of 17. But I mean, you just you walk around to see some of that stuff. It's just incredible with the lakes and the ponds and the different things that they have throughout there. It's always a fun experience. I, I would, you know, I think it might be a random to, to win. I'm going to go like Will Zalatoris or somebody like that. Mm. I, I picked him to win the Open one year, and he, I think he, w I, he was in the last group. And but the problem is he can't putt. No, and he if can't. the greens are that bad, then he's probably got no chance. Well, I'm going to take uh, a more obvious choice, and, and it's actually it's, – but it's not obvious at the same time, and that's Jordan Spieth. He was so close 
last week um, and just had a bunch of six-footers that just – a couple of them just didn't break the way they, they, they everybody thought they would. So I feel like he's got his game back and he's ready to go. Yeah, but okay, so then what happens if like Cam Smith wins or something like that? Somebody off the live tour strolls in there and – dominates how you gonna feel about that it it won't happen because uh, i'll drive over there on sunday and just cut the back of his hamstring if he's cut the back of the hamstring when he he can't follow through he's done well you could be on uh, you could be like happy gilmore and just try to climb the tower and push (laughs) it over onto the green Uh, i'll do whatever it takes to keep a live guy from winning believe me uh but it ought to be a lot of fun and and um you know just every time i i start to watch i like i watch a little bit of the stuff today and it just the course is just so great, and to, I'm very lucky that I got, and you and I played it together last time I played it. Yeah. Um, but to be able to play there probably 20 t- times and just it's an it it is an unbelievable. And I thought there was a good point they made that uh, I think that uh, Mark Rolfing made that if you look at John Trom- John Rom, who's only played in five of these, but John Rom's scoring average goes up two two strokes a day. From he goes to like sixty nine, seventy one, seventy three, seventy five, because sometimes that course beats you up mentally. Mm-hmm. And uh, having played there many times, uh, I don't like. I've never worried about seventeen. I've worried about eighteen, sixteen, fifteen, fourteen, twelve, mm-hmm. eleven. Yeah, there's a lot harder holes than seventeen. When it's all said and done. I mean, you're basically looking at a 137 yard shot. Well, as Just good as as, as good as you've been striking the ball lately, you probably want another shot at that million. I would, as long as you're hitting it. I've and never hit it in the water there though, in three times. Oh, at 17, I hit yeah. it the last time we pl- when we played. That was the first time I've ever hit in the water there, because it's not that hard a hole. Yep. If there's no wind, it's a it's a giant green with. Um, it's 137 yards. So, yeah. you know, it's not that hard with no wind, but at the same time, guys get up there and it gets in their heads, especially the caddies today who did not – some of them did not fare well. <laughs> I bet. They have caddy uh, uh, shootout for the caddies. Uh, all right, let's get one more call in before we take a break. We'll go to Billy, and he wants to talk about baseball. So he's talking to the right guy, Jeff Cardozo. What's up, hey, Billy? Billy? Hey. Hello. It's You're Pat? on the air. You're on the air, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Pat. Great A douchebag. Yeah, I, I knew that was coming. Same guy. Same guy. <laughs> I knew it was coming as soon as I heard it. The voice. Because I know who it is, and we're, eventually you'll have the uh, authorities knocking on your door. Um, so... Th- you know, today uh, this news came out. I don't know if you've seen this story yet about Tiger, okay? And so you read the the beginning of this and you just go, what? Tiger Woods' longtime girlfriend is asking a judge to remove her from the non-disclosure agreement. She claims the 15-time major champ forced her to sign. So is she his longtime girlfriend or former girlfriend? Because it sounds like things are not going well. Erica Herman, of course, is her name. And um, she kind of wants uh, wants out of, I think, I guess she just wants out of the relationship and she wants to be able to tell the things that happen. Now, Tiger's not there, so you're not going to be able to heckle him on Thursday, okay? Yeah. But uh, it is, I don't know, it's Tiger's life 
off the course always seems to have some drama going on, doesn't it? It uh, it certainly does. You thought it, it got fixed, but maybe not. No, so that's interesting. Uh, again, he's he is a little Teflonish. Nobody, everybody, the tourists go. It's okay. You can make that happen all the time. We we want you here, Tiger. Uh, but he won't be there. He won't be at uh, the um, the players, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it is. I remember the first time I walked around a corner and he was standing there because again you get access with the media that you don't get. Normal people don't get and standing there talking to somebody and I was like man that is like so cool I get to talk to Tiger Woods so he, he I mean you know me I'm not a huge Tiger fan but yeah but it's still him it's him though it'd be yeah. like I'm not a Michael Jordan fan but it would be him and when you're close close to Tiger you don't you realize how like jacked he really is oh yeah and so. uh yeah yeah he really is all right, we got to get a break. We'll do that. We'll come back with more here on the tailgate. Jeff Cardozo out of the ballpark. Pat Dooley in the studio. We'll be right back with more here on the tailgate. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 0430. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. You still can't find them? Just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. 
from the UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. We'll see mostly sunny skies through the early evening hours with temperatures gradually falling out of the 70s and eventually into the upper 50s and low 60s by early tomorrow morning. We'll hold on to partly to mostly clear skies through the overnight hours. Tomorrow, nearly identical looking day, mostly sunny skies. Temperatures will again be in the 70s. Rain chances return with our next cold front, which arrives on Friday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Benjamin in Los Angeles. Much respect, man, because y'all, y'all legends in y'all, in y'all, you know, some profession and even this radio show, this podcast thing. Because I've been hip to y'all by when tap tapped in, but I've been tapped in to the fullest ever since. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, one of the one of the uh, members now, man. Oh, you locked in, in okay? Yeah, I'm locked in now. P, J, and Max weekday mornings at six, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. We are your all for Tampa Bay Lightning. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. I came to win. Go, Jeff. Take the rest of it. Get up, stand up, stand up. I'll always you always remember that song is the song that was what got um, Mrs. Doubtfire fired. Remember, Sally oh, yeah. Field walks in and he's yeah. dancing on the table, having the party, and the goats there eating all the stuff in the house, and that's when she said, "I don't want to be married anymore." But he was dancing to to that song. It was a good song. Well, the interesting thing is that all of us like loved that Robin Williams guy, loved him in that part of the movie. But you don't want to be married to that. <laughs> you know, I mean, you and I get yelled at a lot by a lot of people, but uh, for the most part, we never dance on a table. Well, you might dance on yeah, a table. A few so. bars here and there. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, I'm watching, and here's a great thing. Today I'm home, and, I, and I'm kind of stuck there. I got, I got all my work done, and I'm flipping around, trying to find something to watch. And all of a sudden I go, oh, my gosh, there's – it's seven minutes to go in the uh, Syracuse-Wake uh, Forest game. This will be fun to watch in the ACC tournament. And yeah. it was an unbelievable inning. Unbelievable inning. Tyree Appleby's 12th assist won the game. That's yeah, the way I look good. at it. It's funny that he was a guy that Florida didn't think could play point guard. And, I, look, I watched him play last year, and you know what? He couldn't. But he's playing it pretty well now. Uh, he's, he's certainly learned, and – 12 assists in an ACC game and had a double-double, and he was a candidate for player of the year, but maybe again. And we talk about this with Graham Mertz, just a change in scenery sometimes, a change in coaches. You can become a much better player than maybe we think you are. I agree. And, you know, you look at some of the videos that are being sent out and some of the different pass patterns and routes and different things they've got Mertz doing. I mean, obviously it's videos that they're going to be selective on and, and what you see, but I mean, the arm looks good. The accuracy certainly looks good, and I think there's a, a lot to what he can do. And and we talk about this all the time, and I guess this is where I'm anxious to hear what other people have to say about it because, to me, if, if you 
I don't know. Let's, let's just say I'm a GM, and I'll, I'll never be a GM, but it'd be kind of cool to be able to do that. Yeah. But I would rather go get a guy in a trade that has proven it at a certain level and has been there and has all this experience than going out and getting some top prospect that everybody thinks is flashy and has got a chance to be successful someday. I think more often than not, you see the guy that's consistent and the guy that has the experience succeed a little bit more than the the unknown of that up-and-comer that just may not ever get it, or mentally can he be able to do it. So I think you at least have a stable person in Mertz that's been in some really big-time games. He's obviously got the playing experience, and he knows what he's doing. And from all accounts, what everybody's told me, He's a, a, a rat in the gym. He's a rat in the classroom, and he's been getting after it, trying to learn everything, and he's just really excited to, to be here for the change of scenery and do something different. So to me, it's not all that bad. I know people look at the numbers and say, this guy's garbage, but like, give him some time. Let, let's see what he can do because at least everything he's putting into it right now is really, really good. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is, it's hard for me, and, I, and I've said this before, that every time I watched him play, I was like, eh. Uh, but a lot of it was because of the offense he was running. You know, if you watch any quarterback, if you watched Aaron Rodgers in Iowa's offense right now, you would not like it. You no. would say Aaron Rodgers will never be a pro um, because that offense is just not designed to be good. It's it's You're trying to plug away, and that's what Wisconsin's done for years and tried to to go with the running game, obviously, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, but dur- after the game, and it, the game was unbelievable. Guy hits a three at the buzzer, basically, well, .5 seconds to go um, on an Appleby assist. Um, and um, after the game, Jim Beheim comes out and goes, you know, you guys, ba- I'm, I am putting words in his mouth, but it's not inaccurate. He basically said, all you all you guys in the media are stupid. I announced my retirement last Saturday. I did a whole speech about it. And then he go, and then they said, well, are you retiring? He goes, that's up to the university. Well, wait, wait a minute. Which is it? Right to the end. He's all, he's still kind of a jerk. I, yeah. I, I've never been a Bayheim fan, but right to the end. He's got to stick it to the media. So they're not going to make the tournament? No, they're 17 of 15, I think. Um, I guess they could get into an NIT, but I think their 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 net may be too low. And as again, as I've tried to explain to you many times, <laughs> it's about your net, not about your brand. Well, if it came down to it, they'd get in. If it came down to two teams and and the difference was three spots in the net, yes, I would agree with you. What if they were three spots lower than that? Um, then. I don't. Mercer. I think they're done. I think they're done anyway. I don't think they want to play anymore. It was a great game though today. I, I well, again, I only watched the last seven minutes and it was awesome. Right now, uh, Pitt is beating uh, Georgia Tech, eighty-five, eighty-one. Pitt Pitt's had a really good year. They'll be in the tournament. Uh, Georgia Tech. There was a lot of heat to get rid of Josh Pastner, uh, but now he's he had won four in a row. I, if he wins this game, it'd be five in a row. But I, right now they're losing with twenty-two seconds to go. I don't like their chances, but this is my – I love this time of year. You're not as big a basketball guy as me, but I do love college basketball, and I love the tournaments. The greatest thing about it was when that guy hit that shot and the aftermath of that, the crowd noise is different than it is for anything else. It's like people are talking. They're going, can you, can you believe what just happened? Because 90% of the people 
don't care who wins the game. They're just watching the game. They're there for other teams. They're there to see, to see you know, Virginia or Car- even Carolina. Probably got fans there. Duke, you know, all those teams. They're not there to see Wake Forest and uh, and Syracuse, but uh, certainly uh, that's that was the thing that I I'd forgotten about that cool part. And and it's not just conference tournaments; it's NCAA tournaments where the noise is different. Yeah, I think the the first time I ever went to a NCAA tournament game, I was in high school, and they were playing in Orlando, and I kind of I never really understood what that was like. And then you get there, and you get there before, you know, the one game that you really want to watch, and you see how into it everybody is, and then you always obviously see people rooting for a certain team, and they jump on which team that they want to win, and just everybody kind of comes together for a common purpose, and even though that. They weren't there to root for that team. It's it's fun. It's uh, it's always really cool. So I can imagine that the SEC tournament or something like that would be a really neat experience because especially you want to root for the team that you you want to then see that you think your team's going to beat. So you always are rooting for like that the underdog or somebody else that's not as good because then your team has a chance to play them and that's what makes it really fun. You know, I was going uh, I was going to be on Feinbaum one year in uh, Nashville. And as I, I, I got up to the very top, I had to watch the last seconds of this game. Alabama was playing somebody. I don't remember who it was. And Colin Sexton, who was a great player at, uh, at Alabama, uh, hits this last-second shot uh, at the buzzer. I think it was an overtime to win the game. And, again, this is early round. They didn't go anywhere that year. But uh, as I'm walking out, there's a woman, and she is saying, what happened? What happened? And I go, well, uh, Alabama won. She goes, who made the shot? And I go, Colin Sex. She goes, that's my son. I go, well, why weren't you watching? She goes, I couldn't watch. Oh, so she basically uh, didn't get to see that. But uh, it was pretty cool, pretty cool. But they're, they're, tournaments are the best. I mean, it's just like when we were in, um, we were in Seattle that year when, when Weber State beats uh, North Carolina. And, like, there aren't, there aren't that many people awake in the world, nope. <laughs> let alone in, in uh, the Eastern time zone, because I think the game got over at one thirty or something. Um, but the crowd, of course, they didn't care who won, but they were going to root against the, the Blue Bud, and they were going nuts. They were all big fans of the show. Um, all right, we got to get a break. We'll get phone calls when we come back. we got to take our last break of the hour and say goodbye to Jeff eventually, but we still have another 14 and a half minutes with him. So uh, if you want to get other calls in, go ahead and give, it to us, give them to us. This is the tailgate here on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Cam Parker. Florida Gators baseball takes the field tonight for the second game of its two-game series against Florida Atlantic. First pitch at Condren Family Ballpark is at 6 p.m. with live coverage beginning right here at 5:55. The Gators defeated the Owls 18 to 11 on Tuesday night behind a two-home run, nine RBI performance from Josh Rivera. Additionally, the Gators will look to win their first Wednesday game of the season after dropping their previous two Wednesday matchups. Fresh off a three-game sweep over UAB, where they outscored the Blazers 23 to one, Gator softball takes the field at Katie Seashell. Presley Stadium tonight. The Gators face UCF at 7 p.m. Florida Gators men's and women's swimming and diving are competing in the final day of the NCAA Zone Diving Championships in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Cam Parker. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down. So come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. The holidays are here, and as much as we like friends and family coming over, sometimes there are those few that make the house smell like poo-poo. Well, there's an easy solution for the ones you don't want in the house. Show them the outhouse. Because with Florida Portable Services, it's as easy as you not liking that casserole that Grandma brought over. They provide portable toilets, restroom trailers with AC, and you can even listen to music and watch TV while you pee. Call 1-800-864-5387 and book your reservation today. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at theautoer.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going to. This was the last place I checked because I was starting to get fed up with what I was looking at in the local area. This was the last place I stopped. Meet Daniel, whose engagement ring shopping experience was really frustrating until he found International Diamond Center. It was immediately comfortable and a pleasant experience as soon as I stepped foot in the door. There was no pressure. It's a very comfortable environment. IDC's non-commissioned diamond experts took the stress away by teaching Daniel all the inside secrets of the diamond industry. You just don't get the same kind of quality and attention from the other stores that you get here. It's very friendly environment and they know their stuff so the places seem to be cookie cutter. Daniel ended up with a stunning engagement ring that came in under budget thanks to IDC's no middleman direct importer pricing plus his military discount. The value was extraordinary. International Diamond Center with the best selection, highest quality, superior value and over the top customer case. It's literally the best store in town. You'll make friends for life coming in here. International Diamond Center. The value you want, the selection you need, the service you deserve. Get directions, showroom hours and more at shopidc.com. Unnecessary penalties are so frustrating. It can ruin the entire outcome for our Gators. And according to Mike Lester of Talon Wealth, by the way, Talon Wealth is the official wealth management team of the Florida Gators. And he says if you're not careful, an annuity or unnecessary fees that don't provide value could not only take a chomp out of your portfolio, but in some situations, it could possibly change your lifestyle in retirement. So don't let expensive products or unnecessary fees take a chomp out of your lifestyle. Call Talon Well for a no-charge comprehensive financial plan valued at $1,500 to make sure you're on track to retire comfortably. 352-751-3200. That's 352-751-3200. Or schedule at Guarding Your nestegg.com Allen Private Wealth LLC investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss and there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Or a license D056341. Compensation was paid to Learfield for partnership with the Gators as of January 2023. Poof, there it is with Steve Russell and ESPN's Mark Wise. Monday mornings at 11 right here on ESPN 981 FM 8:50 a.m. WRUF. 
This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It is the home of the Florida Gators, and it will be again tonight. Are you uh, TV or radio tonight, Jeff? Television. Well, you've got a face for radio. I know. Uh, but uh, I, I'm surprised you weren't watching that game today, uh, Syracuse and Wake, because the guy who made the, the this what will be the number one shot on SportsCenter, I promise you, was, uh, was a redhead. Nice. So I thought you would you would be going, man. I got to watch the redhead Hildreth. I think his name is. He's from uh, I think he's from Australia or somewhere. But anyway, Sweet. he he drives into the middle of the lane and then goes up and turns his body completely around and, and makes like this little teardrop jumper hmm. uh, to tie the game. Nice. We Un- had unlike uh, most redheads, he was very athletic. He was athletic. <laughs> a lot of good redheaded athletes. What about Matt Bonner? He was pretty good. He was very good. Did not like the media though. No, which is weird. It was, and, and he's now he, he now he wanted to be a part of the media when he got done. I know, a gr- seemed like a really good guy, very smart. Of course, maybe he's too smart for us. Maybe Probably. that was the problem. Look down on you. Let's go to the phones and Jonesy's up. What's up, Jonesy? Uh, he's definitely too smart for you two. I tell you what, you guys say I was scared to talk to you the other time I called, but I believe you didn't pay your phone bill because. The phone rang up, hung up on me three times, and, I, and and then I thought about maybe I don't have anything to talk about because my basketball team sucks. <laughs> uh, I know I was thinking about Jonesy. You did not see that. that coming, did you? You did not see what did what they end up like eight and something or the last time I checked, they was eight and twenty. Well, they lost last night. And, <laughs> and I was talking to Steve about it, and he was saying, well, it's your team. You should you should cheer them on. I said, I agree with that, you know, but it's the product. I mean, you know, I don't want to watch a, a paint dry. It's all right if you, you you got maybe one or two stars on the team. The highlight, of, the highlight of their season was their first half against Florida, wasn't it, Jeff? It was. <laughs> and then it all yes, went downhill after that. Yeah, and I'm um, waiting on that Seminole versus the Gators in baseball. I know it's a sellout already because um, they both they both seem to be pretty good this year. What you see in the the, no, the nose? Have you even paid them any attention? This yeah, year? no, they're they're okay. They um, you know they they lost some dudes, so they're they're not as good at pitching as they were previously. Um, they're one of their best players, is actually a former Gator, Jordan Carrion. He's off to a really nice yeah. start. We've we've got to go up there first in a couple of weeks, and then it'll be a game in Jacksonville and Gainesville after that. So it's always a fun. So series. Gainesville's the last game this year. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I've been waiting on baseball because can you get into the XFL? Have no. you really gotten into football? You know, I gave it a I, I gave it a shot. I watched a little bit. I think Stoopsy's team. I wanted to watch it because it was Stoopsy's team, and then I, and another day I wanted to watch because Lamar Thomas and Shane Matthews are involved. But in the end, and, it's a bunch of guys I've never heard of playing football. Yeah. Right. And they said they're going to use that as like the D League for the NFL. Yeah, you but, believe that? Yeah, but I don't want to watch the G League either. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, if they told me that there were nothing but Gators playing on a team, yeah, I'd probably watch that. But uh, I don't, I don't want to watch uh, – again, they're, they're, like – 
I watch more college football than most human beings, and Jeff will attest to that, right? Yes. Okay. So, and I've never heard of any of these guys. That tells you how unknown they are. And you know, the season you just kind of like, okay, you've been through what almost six months of football. I feel that they started later. You know, where you first start getting the, I say like the magazines coming out in, in, in June. And you start getting a little excited about football. I think I watch it then. Yeah, I think they wanted you know? to get it started before the USFL. Uh, USFL doesn't start till April. But um, the bottom line is, you said not only not only that are we we're not ready for more of it, but also, are you going to watch the NCAA tournament or the XFL? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think I know the answer to that. Do you have a bracket this year? Because I know you got ESPN bracket, the national bracket, but do you have a local bracket this year? We're working on it. We'll probably throw something out there. Okay. And last but not least, Daniel Jones, do you think he earned that type of money as the NFL? You know, that's my team. And I'm like, okay, now you giving him, as I heard on the radio, $40 million. Yeah, I I don't understand it at all, and I don't understand how uh, a guy who was the MVP can't get paid, but a guy who's been mediocre pretty much uh, is going to get that amount of money. But again, Deshaun Watson, look at the money he's making. Look at the money Russell Wilson making. Guy, guys are so desperate for quarterbacks, they'll do that, and that's kind of where the Jets are with Aaron Rodgers. They're willing to to bring him in, even though he could end up being a big headache. But but it's worth it because they're desperate. Yeah, and it, and it hurt the running backs. I mean, what they're making now, and oh, yeah. I know uh, uh, the running back from Alabama for Tennessee Titans. Uh, uh, Derrick Henry, yeah. Right. Don't you think he should be making quarterback money? Oh, yeah. He should be making a lot a lot of money. But, hey, I'm sure he's doing fine. Jones, we got to let you go. we got to get uh, one more call in from Martha joins us. What's up, Martha? Hi, guys. Hey. It's Marty. Marty, not Martha, Marty. Okay, Marty. I just want, I just, yeah, I just want to say how great I am and appreciative I am of all you guys do. And, you know, the nasty callers call in, but you know what? You just have to ignore those people. And, you know, the greatest thing about it is, Pat, I just I just love it that I found out that you like to suck. I, I, I didn't even wait until he said it. So uh, this continues to be an issue. Uh, somebody who has some real problems out there. Real problems. They don't like me. Why is it me, Jeff? Why isn't it you? I don't know. Well, you're a celebrity. I guy. did yell at a guy today because he was being a jerk. We had a we had a golf tournament, so I put him in his place. But you got to be nice to people. I try. I try all the time. Oh, I know. I am uh, constantly one of the nicest people I know. <laughs> At least I think I am, but uh, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm a jerk. You know, I wouldn't say that. Dose. All right, so you're you're ready for baseball tonight. We'll let you go. Um, give me a winner of the SEC basketball tournament. The whole tournament. The whole tournament. We we have that going, running as a contest on the podcast. Well, Alabama. Well, I don't think so. I don't Why think. Not? I don't think they will. I think that I think they've had. They've not played their best basketball the last few weeks with all this stuff going on with Brandon Miller. 
And I think it may be, it may be getting to him a little bit. Oh, there. he scored 40-something the day after He's all not stuff the stuff happened. Issue. Yeah, but they so were why almost would lost to South care? Carolina that night. Yeah, but. They lost to Texas A&M the last game out. Yeah, they're just they're trying to uh, slow play it, like hustle just, everybody. Well, they may a lot of teams. This is a problem that you have to deal with. Just are ready for the NCAA tournament to start. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to get to it. They don't even, they don't even care about the SEC tournament. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what the dynamics are in terms of crowd. You know, Kentucky will take over Lexington. I mean, uh, take over Nashville. They have they those tickets have been purchased a long time ago. <laughs> Probably some of them before Calipari got the job. Um, but they'll be there, and uh, Alabama, I would think, would have a, a really good showing. I tell you what, watch out for Vandy, too. Mm, it's a little far-fetched. They've won like six of the last seven games. Yeah, who are they playing? The, the teams in this conference. They beat the Gators. They did, twice. Yep, they did. And we will uh, beat a path to letting Jeff go. How about that? All right, I'll miss you. All right, well, have fun at the game tonight, and uh, I can't wait to watch it. You do such a great job. You're a good person, Jeff, no matter what everybody Not as says. many homers tonight. Wind's blowing in, so. Well, we'll see. Maybe we'll it'll see be if, good. We'll see if it's just pure power versus wind. There you go. All right, enjoy Con Air tonight. Sounds good. All see right. you, Dudes. All right, we will uh, see Jeff uh, Monday because there's no show tomorrow, no show Friday. We've got, obviously, things to do. But we will be back with another hour of the tailgate. Another 50 minutes of the tailgate on ESPN. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studio. You spoke, we, we listened. ESPN. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. A horrific car accident left Paula with major injuries and surgery after surgery. I got to the point where I really couldn't walk. I had to resign from work. I was really just laying in bed. It was terrible. I would go back under the knife. She missed working and traveling, but all that was about to change. QC Kinetics used natural biologics to treat Paula. No foreign substances. They provided regenerative treatments that helped subside the pain and restore her quality of life. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I was feeling more movement and doing stuff. And then I started crying. I'm like, I can't believe it. For Paula, this moment was extremely emotional. I couldn't do nothing. And now I'm working and I was on my feet for seven and a half hours and I feel good. I got my life back because of QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics now for your consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. 
Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five-star treatment. Titan MRI is a place where your doctors are sending their family. So when you need an MRI, call Titan first, and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you and then say it. I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore dueling the grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold it's time to tailgate here are jeff and pat all right welcome back second hour brought to you by melvin law they won't back down really inter- this whole thing about um lamar jackson is all anybody wants to talk about on the national shows and you know we we know that um the NFL is king. The NBA is now becoming like the second biggest sport, I guess, um, nationally. Not, not certainly not in Gainesville. Uh, in Gainesville, we it goes football, spring football, recruiting, basketball, gymnastics. Maybe gymnastics ahead of basketball. But, um, but th- this whole thing, you know, a major lawsuit is coming on this because there is going to be a collusion. Um, you know, trial at some point, or or, or there's going to be a, a a lawsuit, but um, because the owners basically, and this is again, I'm I'm just saying what I've heard from everybody else, um, are basically saying we don't want to do that. We don't want to keep giving these guys ridiculous, and we don't want to get all these guaranteed contracts. Don't give Lamar Jack. Why would you not give him the money? Why would you give Daniel Jones the money? Well, we didn't get the memo on collusion. Yeah. It it is a weird dynamic and it's all anybody wants to talk about. Every show you go to, I listened to it on radio today, uh all about that. Another thing I heard on the radio and I, I maybe this will get uh our callers that aren't um having issues with their uh mental health uh inspired to call in and talk about this, but I was listening to one of the, I guess it was 
84 on Sirius, Channel 84, College Station. I listen to a lot. Um, and they were talking about Auburn. And as they're talking about Auburn, they were saying, well, Auburn, you know, with Hugh Freeze, maybe it'll work. It was a good hire. Um, but there, there is only there, it is one of the two most toxic jobs in the SEC. And I was like, please don't say what the other one is. I'm afraid you're going to say it. And finally, he said it. Now, this is Mike Farrell. And Mike Farrell is a known recruiting guy. Um, I, I've never met him. I don't know him. I listen to him all the time. I actually think usually he's pretty spot on with a lot of things. Um, but he was saying the other one is, of course, Florida. Now, I'm not saying, of course, that I think it's one of the two most toxic, but it can be toxic around here. And then he brought up points of what happened with Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp was putting together unbelievable recruiting uh, uh, seasons and was about to have another really good class. So, uh, ironically enough, the argument is that a, a lot of people in his camp were making was that Lamar Jackson would end up here at Florida uh, if he didn't get fired. You bring up Jim McElwain, won two straight SECs. Uh, SEC East goes to the championship or goes to the SEC championship game two years in a row, gets off to a bad start, gets fired. You look at uh, Mullen, three straight years in New Year's Six Bowl, won all these great games, you know, and played in for the championship against Alabama, took him right to the wire, and got fired like six games in. He's all of a sudden in trouble. So is it one of the two most toxic? Situations? I don't think it is. I think I think there were always reasons. It's like we were talking a couple of months back, and a, and a caller made a good point. I, I said, you know, why is Florida where they are right now? Well, one reason is because they keep going through coaches. It's what Tennessee experienced. And then they got the right one in Heupel, who's done a, a, a great job there. I'm curious to see how Tennessee does this year. But in every case... Yes, the re one reason Florida is, you know, has has struggled to build any consistency isn't because of NIL. It wasn't because they didn't have a, a standalone building for for until last year, obviously. It wasn't because of that. It was because you kept going through coaches. So you were basically deteriorating your recruiting. You were not being able to, to establish. You weren't – you were having to take some desperate – measures to to bring guys in that maybe you normally would say you know what no nah. he's really good and he's and I'm not going to mention names you you guys don't pretty smart out there you understand but in every case as this caller pointed out a, a couple months ago dead on I mean I, there was never a time when I went I can't believe they fired him did I feel that way with Will I hated it I love Will I couldn't watch that offense play anymore. Will and I are still buddies. But I'm glad he he's not the Florida head coach because he didn't get offense. He's doing what he wants to do now. He wants to be doing nothing but coaching ball, and that's what he's doing. M McElwain? You know, yeah, behind the scenes, was constantly taking shots at people, 
was not a very was not a good soldier in in the Florida uh, coaches coaching meetings. Let's just put it that way. Look. All the coaches over there, not I want to say all because that would be unfair. I only talked to a bunch of them, not all, could not stand Jim McElwain. Death threats gave them an excuse to get rid of him. They wanted him out anyway. I'll always wonder for the life of me what would have happened if they had beaten LSU and Texas A&M in the games. I think they lost by a combined, what, three points? That would have been interesting. Dan Mullen, I mean, we all know the quit recruiting wasn't, you know, whatever. Whatever reasons, I don't think anybody went, I can't believe they let him go. It, it doesn't matter. If you had a relationship with any of these guys, and to be honest with you, I liked all three of them. Now, I would say I had the, I didn't have a very good relationship with, with Dan because Dan doesn't have good relationships with many people. It's just the way he is, and I was told that the day he walked in the door, and I'd experienced it when he was a uh, offensive coordinator. He's just a different cat. Great play caller, and they took some chances with some guys. And the same thing with McElwain took some chances with some guys that pan some panned out, some didn't. And this is what Napier is trying to do. I'm not saying it's going to work. In fact, I was on with. Um, Feinbaum the other day on Monday, I guess it was, and uh, well, maybe it was yesterday, whatever day it was. Anyway, I was on with Feinbaum, and he asked that, the question, and I'm like, I, you know, it's hard to explain how all this happened, how Florida got to this point. Very difficult. But is it one of the two most toxic, I guess, fan bases? Yeah, you know they ran Mike White out. <laughs> uh, they it is it's a tough fan base. It's not for everyone. Is way I, best way to put it. Like my friend Chris Harry says about himself, I'm not for everyone. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. It, college isn't for everyone. Uh, going to the mall is not for everyone. Everything has its own place and where they where it's going to work out. But in this case, um, you know, just not for everyone. Let's get David's call in here. What's going on, David? Nothing much, man. Um, Pat, you know, I I, I got to agree about the whole fan base thing. I'm a huge Gator fan through and through, double grad, like work at the university. Love, I mean, I, love, I bleed orange and blue. If there's, if there's a physical way that I could bleed orange and blue, I would do it. And, like, I, when you see fans actively – like rooting against and being upset that AR-15 is doing well at the Combine, that's a toxic fan base. True and that. And it's, it's like, what what do you expect? What do you want? Like, and one, like an issue I had in the Muschamp era was um, Muschamp was a player's coach. I'm a Steelers fan. Muschamp really reminded me of Tomlin in a lot of ways. And that's because there was a game we played. We lost to LSU. I think it was the game where – uh, there was an issue with the clock, and they put seconds back on for LSU to kick a field goal or something. Do you remember that? Yeah, um, kind of. I just know they lost. They, they, they said our player was laying on one of their players or something, and they gave him extra time. But um, that game, he come out there, and they asked him a question. He said, first things first, he goes, 
because um, they asked about effort, and he said those boys played their butts off for me out there. And he always gave credit to the players. And, you know, I was on board with McIlwain until McIlwain didn't do that. And when he started making up excuses and complaining about players and then the whole death threat thing, it's like, you know where, I, I got you. You know where McIlwain lost his fan base was after they beat LSU in Baton Rouge, the hurricane postponed game. And Gator fans are ecstatic, and they can't believe that they won this game. That and it was so emotional. And then he came out and said, "Oh, I hope Gator fans aren't mad that we're going to the the SEC championship game again." And just and just kind of threw them all under a bus. And I think they all went, uh, "I don't want to be behind this guy anymore." You know, I mean, why would he do that? The thing with McIlwain is, I mean, is if you would have had the conditioning that Mullen brought, like with Savage under McIlwain, I mean, I feel like he'd have had a lot more success there because our big issue is being just out-athleted. Like, these players come in, and then we didn't have a strength and conditioning program for them. Well, they had a terrible one, yeah. And uh, maybe they ate too many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, too. Something like that. But um, there, there are other two things I wanted to bring up. One was that, um, you know, I've – from what I've heard, just, you know, they're throwing against air out at spring ball. But they're saying Mertz is pretty, you know, decent on target and stuff. And what I like about Mertz coming in is you kind of got a guy that people already don't have high expectations for. And so if he comes in here and he just does above average, then the fan base will be ecstatic. And yeah. I do yeah. – I'm, I'm excited for that because I watched a lot of his film at Wisconsin, and he does have really good potential. Um, you, when you do enough uh, reading, you start realizing that uh, football analysis is very inconsistent because one uh, paper will say he has a cannon for an arm, and the other one says that he struggles with arm strength. And it's like, which one is it now? Like, you got to pick a side here. But – um, a lot of what I watched his film and his highlights from um, Wisconsin and even some of his low points, there, there's a lot to be, like, kind of excited about for him. And then on the other hand, I know not a lot of people were happy about Miller's performance in the bowl game, but I think um, for someone who hadn't played a game in close to two years, was it, or a year and a half, and come out there and ran an offense and everything, that's pretty promising as well. So I think our quarterback situation is not as dire as people are putting it out there. I think Napier with our run game, if he can have a game manager, I think that he's going to be happy with that. And I think that's where we didn't have as much success is because they are as great as they are was. I think you said a few weeks ago, he could give you a chance to win on a bad team, but to do that, he had to take the ball into his own hands. And that wasn't always necessarily what that team was built for was doing what they are could do. And so I feel like the team did him a but then again, he wasn't exactly the right match for what the team needed either. But, um, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on Mertz coming in? And the- well, here's the thing. With both those guys, my the bottom line for me is I have no idea whether either one of them is going to be any good. Now, here's what I, I know about Jack Miller. He, he was put in an impossible situation. We all said before the game, Florida's going to get killed. Oregon State, this is a big deal to them. It's not a big deal to the Florida players. A lot of them opted out. Only one player opted out from from the team they were playing. And uh, and we and they, we knew that was. I mean, you drew a what ten and three team for a six and six team. That's that's not good. You don't want to do that. Um, so 
the bottom line is we all knew that was coming, and he didn't have a lot of help. And I, So I don't know if Jack Miller can play. I don't know if Graham Mertz can play because all I know is what I saw at Wisconsin, and I watched a lot of their games. One of them better be okay, you know, better be good enough to get them because it's going to be a rough schedule for them. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I did have a, a final question for you. Um, coming into, like, spring ball, it, we're going to have some more attrition on either side and everything with the offense and defense. And at the end of uh, spring, you know, you'll have those guys transfer out. But um, my question to you is, like, if everything goes perfect for spring, let's say we, we lose players that aren't a big deal, we bring in whoever we, we need to, uh, we get our final, like, late enrollees or whatever. If everything goes perfect in this offseason, no major injuries, what do you think the floor and the ceiling is for UF next year? And I'll take that off the air. You have a good one, Pat. All right, David. Yeah, I I think the floor is 5-7. and seven. And I, 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 don't th- I don't think it's lower. Uh, the ceiling, I would say, is like 9-3. and three, But, I mean, that would be stunning if they they were able to go 9-3. and three. Don't forget, they got to go to Utah, go to Baton Rouge, go to Columbia, both Columbias, um, where they never played well, and certainly in the latter, in the, in the one in Missouri. They got to play Georgia. That didn't come off the schedule. They got Arkansas, which has got a quarterback that is kind of Anthony Richardson. Uh, with better players around him, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, it's going to be tough to get. And you've got to play Tennessee. No, I know the games in Gainesville. Tennessee is really good. they got really good players. So I don't know. I mean, that that to me, 9-3 and three would be – if they if I, I'd take 9-3 and three right now, go to the bank and, and say that's great. So I think it, there is a wide discrepancy, though, because, okay, in the case of Billy Napier, this is what he wants. He wants to bring in his guys, and now he's got pretty much a team of his guys, guys that he can trust, that he believes in, that believe in him. Okay, doesn't mean that they're going to meld together to form a great team. Nobody knows the answer to any of that, and nobody's going to know until probably a month into the season whether that's possible. Uh, we got a bunch of calls in. we got to get to a break. We'll do that. We'll come back with more of the tailgate here on ESPN. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Joseph Baker. Florida baseball is back in action tonight against FAU. Florida's high-powered offense, highlighted by Josh Rivera's 9 RBI night, carried the team past the Owls last night. Coverage will begin here at 5.55. Florida men's basketball will tip off its postseason tomorrow afternoon in Nashville. The Gators take on Mississippi State, needing four wins in a row to become SEC tournament champs and go to the big dance. Number eight Florida softball takes on UCF tonight. The Gators will host the Knights to kick off a 10-game homestand. They will host the Bubbly Invitational this weekend. The Miami Heat, currently holding the seventh seed in the East, will take on Donovan Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. Finally, both Gators men's and women's swimming and diving are in action today. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Joseph Baker. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper. The calendar has turned, and it's time to start planning the annual carnival dressed up as a charity golf tournament known as the Bob Dooley Invitational. Leonardo's is proud to once again be a title sponsor of the funnest event in Gainesville. When you eat at Leonardo's, your money stays in town, and thanks to the support of the tailgate listeners, we're able to continue to make a positive impact in the community. Leonardo's Millhopper is Gainesville's iconic restaurant. Did you say funnest? Hey, just like our garlic butter, I was on a roll. (laughs) In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. We're proud to be your home for Gator women's basketball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, phone lines are open. Well, they're not open, actually. They're full. So let's get to them right away. Let's go to Byron. What's going on, Byron? Hey, how you doing? Good. Everything going all right today, Pat? Yeah, great. Well, you started talking college football, so I'm sorry, but you got my attention. I thought I'd call in and chatter with you just for a few minutes. This question about the toxicity with the Gator football program, which uh, if you have this history in recent years of the last – what, 11 years is it, something like that, where you keep running coaches off? You know, McElwain, Muscat, Mullins, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so it went four, you're three, and four, yeah. That, yeah, you're going to start getting that reputation from these national sure. sports writers, you know. It's going to happen. And this is one of the reasons that I get so upset with some of the fan base, the Fairweather fans on the uh, social media that I sometimes talk to. But uh, they seem to, you know, not giving uh, uh, Billy Napier really much of a chance after six and seven last year. Uh, you know, you just cannot run off Billy Napier after one season. You got to keep him around two or three years or more, give him a chance to get his people, as you say, on the field, and see just what they can do. And I'm a firm believer in that. And I don't know what you think. Well, I think he deserves a chance, obviously. Um... 
there was <clears throat> if you take the Vandy game and reverse the score, everybody's pretty happy with their coach right now. They're seven yeah. five. They get a better bowl game, a better I'd probably go to the Outback. Well, they may have lost that game, but at least it wouldn't have been. You know, uh, a feeling of disconnection. Yeah, or he wouldn't have been playing Oregon State. Yeah, sure. but um, I, no, I think he deserves – and he's going to get plenty of time. I think he's going to have plenty of time, and he's not doing anything um, crazy. You know, I mean, he's not, he's not talking about death threats or stopping recruiting or, or wearing a Darth Vader costume or deciding not to play offense. <laughs> you know, I mean – slicing up peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah. sounded really stupid. But do can I guarantee that Billy Napier is is going to be a great coach at the University of Florida? Absolutely not. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Here's what I know. I think he's got a good plan, a very good plan. He's going to stay with it. He's going to stick to it. And it may work. And in this conference, sometimes the best laid plans of mice and men do not go well because it's tough to win a lot of these games. Right, right. One basketball question. We got the ball game tomorrow afternoon at one o'clock. Uh, did we? I thought did we beat Mississippi State earlier in the yes, year? Yes, they did at, at Mississippi State. Yeah. At Mississippi State, but that was so with Castleton, keep... obviously, and that that was. Oh yeah, factor. okay. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask if that gives you any more confidence we can win tomorrow. But we don't have Castleton. So. No, but that here's the thing. That kind of raises some questions. Yeah, and Tolu Smith is a handful, and they've got they've got other real, they've got a really good team. In fact, there but there have been times when I've watched them play and gone, I don't understand how they're losing this game, but they seem to have better players than they're playing at. Um, again, they've got a new coach, so they're trying to get used to him. Florida's got this whole new look, you know, with the four guards and and taking mm-hmm. you know doing what they're doing, and it may, may it's going to come down to. Th- this very simple thing. If Florida can make some threes, like make nine or ten threes, which they'll have to do, yeah. they can they can win the game. If they don't, yeah. they probably yeah. won't. And then Mississippi State. Yeah. The other thing is Mississippi State is playing for its NCAA tournament life, and that you yeah. never want to play desperate teams. Yeah, we're really we're what is what sixteen and fifteen now or fifteen and fifteen. Yeah, they're one they're one game over right now. One game over right now, so. What we're looking at right now, unless we win the whole four games in a row, uh, we're not going anywhere. So they could State sneak into the NIT the because their net is pretty good. But oh, okay. uh, but I mean, and I know that Florida, if if it's offered, I've been told we'll we'll accept it. But they're if that's not offered, and it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I know you're off tomorrow and Friday, so I hope you have a good weekend, and we'll chatter with you next week. All right, appreciate it. Yeah, the, the story is just now breaking that Bayheim has retired. Um, so I guess maybe after his press conference, the, they met with him and said, hey, what you were saying there about your retirement speech, that that was it. That was your retirement speech. Uh, let's get to uh, Bill. Bill, what's going on? Hey, Pat. So stuck in traffic, I thought I'd chime in on this thing. You know, I've been worried about the Gators for 60-plus years when I was a little boy listening to those blogs and a lot of my professional career, I was around a lot of Auburn fans and colleagues and that Auburn program up there. And, you know, I got to say, recent time, snapshot in time, these programs trying to get back what they've lost and where they think they're rightfully supposed to be. I don't, if there are any more vicious fans and fan bases, I'm open to hearing which ones they are, but I can't think of any. And I know what people say, well, if it was a bad, but it ain't Alabama, and it ain't Georgia, and it ain't, you know, 
I if you if you just well, there was a time when it was Alabama and it was Georgia. <laughs> I yeah, mean, you know, but I'm saying recent time. I don't know, man. It's there's a lot of noise in the system, and and well, you know, Bill, you know about, one, and I've said this uh, before. One thing that makes Gator fans so impatient is because they had this incredible late success. Don't forget, absolutely. Florida until Spurrier walked in the door had done nothing. Uh, exactly. I mean, they had some pockets here and there. Spurrier changed it all and also came in with an attitude and a swagger, and every, every, all the Gator fans adopted that swagger. And then, you know, they ran Ron Zook out because he only won like seven and eight games every year. Then then yeah. Urban comes in and does these amazing things and brings Tim Tebow to town and all these incredible athletes, and they're, the swagger's back. And then since then, obviously, it, it's just been a, a roller coaster. So... Uh, yeah, because yeah. because they had that incredible success and they're all alive pretty much to remember it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's not like they're living in the 50s. They're living in the 1990s and, and 2000s that they it, – it, it's hard for them. It's very difficult for them. I, I, and I get I that. Yeah. And, you know, and, I, you know, that's – and Auburn sort of got – they don't have – I don't personally don't think they have a legacy we have, but they did win a national title. Not too many years ago, should have won another one if they let yeah. uh, Florida State off the map. They, they yeah. didn't. And, I'll, I'll uh, never forget that anyhow, game as long as I live. Oh uh, no, I'll never let my colleagues forget it. I've, I mentioned it every time I was around them. In any event, I guess my my concern going into this year uh, with noise in the system and all is is if he doesn't figure out this defense, I think it's going to get deafening. I'm not even thinking about offense. I mean, if you think about last year with what people say was, you know, marginally good offense. We'd have had a marginally decent defense. We could have had a totally different one-loss record. Oh, and absolutely. But it was, instead it was historically bad. Yeah, historically bad. If he doesn't do anything not capable of doing or if he doesn't have the opportunity or can't make progress of changing that defense, then the noise in the system is going to get, I don't know if it's untenable or not. We'll just have to see. Um but, yeah, we'll just see. I mean, I don't have a have a solution. I just think Florida and Auburn are up there uh, currently as as one of the most toxic programs. That's my view, being around it. So, anyhow, good yeah. conversation. All right. Thanks a lot for the call, Bill. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's a good point he's making there. Uh, let's get Bernard on the phone. What's going on, Bernard? Hey, Pat, you uh, heard you, and I wanted to call and talk to you about what you were saying I've driven through Gainesville coming back seeing my daughter who lives in Atlanta, and you talked one time about Mike Mike White, where you said earlier we ran them out. In my, my opinion, uh, it I sounds like you, you like Mike White, but Mike White, in my opinion, was a mediocre basketball coach, like a player development stagnant offense, and I don't see why we as University of Florida shouldn't shoot for the stars. Another point I want to make, Pat, is that you mentioned the coaches. I think that it's like love and hate is a thin line. I think some of those oh, coaches yeah, you no mentioned have, have been very close to really – what what happens at Florida if Will Grill doesn't get suspended for steroids and, and Jim Michael is the coach, and he had a very good defense that year. You follow what I'm saying? No, it's, and, and, and not only that, but I mean, I'm, as I mentioned earlier, what if they win that LSU and Texas A&M games, and now they're they're I think something they would have been something like sixteen and three in SEC games. You can't fire that coach. 
So, I mean, there, it, it, it was, yeah, that, that is a way. Let me just say about Mike White. I liked Mike White a lot as a person. As a coach, I had a lot of problems with him, and, and especially because that's one good thing about Todd Golden. Todd Golden, the bottom four teams in the conference, he went 6-0 and against him. Um, and that is a lot – that is a good sign. Mike White would lose games he wasn't supposed to lose. Uh, and uh, But still, he did go to the tournament four years in a row. And Let me, let, let me say this, Pat. My, my problem, I, even when Mike White was doing well, my fr- I would talk to my friend and say, I don't like the guy. My friends would kill him and say all he does is win. I go back when Devin Robinson was at. Florida, yeah. and I don't think Devin Robinson developed under Mike White, and I saw guys come through here and develop under Billy Donovan. I, 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 I was never a fan of uh, of, of Mike White, and I always tell people, I said, in my opinion, Mike White was a bad coach with good PR, and Dan Mullen was a good coach with bad PR. And, and this, this thing is this, Will Muschamp, he again Excellent defensive mind, but every year at Florida, he changed his offensive philosophy. And, and, and Dan, you know, I still find it hard to believe that Dan Muller was not successful at Florida after what he came in and done the first year with Felipe Franks, who couldn't play dead in a country western <laughs> before Mullen got here. But, you know, you look at recruiting and, and, and his staff, I mean, it, it says to you, if, if you take those coaches, and if they had done one or two things differently, they still might be coaching at Florida and have a tremendous amount of success. And I go back to what I said earlier. Although we've been in a tailspin lately, it's not. It, it, it doesn't take much to turn it around. You know, it's it's a thin line from uh, being very successful, in my opinion. No, there's no doubt. It's it's possible, um, but. You know, you know, Dan was doing great things, and then all of a sudden something changed. And I, I do believe in the philosophy that Dan started thinking he didn't need players. He was such a good coach, he would be able to overcome talent issues, and I think that was part of his problem. Um, but, hey, you know, all you can worry about are the coaches that are here now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, I, and here again, like you say, it's still the book is still not written on. I think not even close. Yeah, organization and, and everything and, and the recruiting and, and my concern uh, uh, is uh, the coaching chops. You, you you know and and fight going back. I think if you know everybody's how I, I want to see Anthony Richardson being very successful. I like to see Gator. I don't have a favorite pro team. I like to see the Gator players do well in the NFL. But, you know, Anthony Richardson has only 13 stars in college football. And I heard NFL teams like for you to have 30. And, you know, he was the first. I feel that if Dan Mullen had taken Anthony Richardson, hey, you're going to be the start over Emory uh, Wick, Rick, the jo- Jones, Emily Jones, not Emily I Riddle. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> and, and this year, Anthony would have been a better quarterback for whoever the coach was in year two as a starter. You know, yeah. Instead know, of starting him against the best defense in college football, the only start he got is that two years ago was against Georgia, and that, and that was not that. That's not what you want to do. You want to ease him into it, but that is one flaw that Dan had 
is that he wanted he went with guys that he believed knew his knew what he wanted to do versus guys that were really talented. Don't forget, Kyle Trask was not, you know, Felipe Franks was the guy for two years under under Mullen, and then uh, when Kyle Trask finally got his chance, you saw what he could do. Uh, we got to we got to get out of here for a break. Okay, Bernard, thanks for the call though. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Always appreciate good calls like that. And we have to take a break. We'll do that. We'll come back with the last segment. Again, we're getting out of here at 50 because we um, go to Gator Baseball. So right now, we'll take a break. We'll be right back with more of the tailgate. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Yes. It's hot out, an obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into awful pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy play it again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for and it's located right on university and 34th street so it's easy to find and i'm there all the time so i just might see you at play it again sports from the uf weather center here is your wruf weather update We'll see mostly sunny skies through the early evening hours with temperatures gradually falling out of the 70s and eventually the upper 50s and low 60s by early tomorrow morning. We'll hold on to partly to mostly clear skies through the overnight hours. Tomorrow, nearly identical looking day, mostly sunny skies. Temperatures will again be in the 70s. Rain chances return with our next cold front, which arrives on Friday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, 
Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. <laughs> the Ravens made a business decision with Lamar Jackson. So many teams right after this happened said, we're not interested in Lamar Jackson. And, it, you know, if you want to try to avoid colluding, I don't think you have to have every team giving a response right after saying, oh, nope, not it. The, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98, 1FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we are back here. Last segment, we got about eight minutes, seven minutes or so left in the uh, show, and then we'll go to Gator baseball against FAU tonight. By the way, uh, uh, listener sent me a text and I, I when Jeff brought this up, brought up Cameron Smith, I was like, wait a minute, are, are live guys allowed to play? And the answer is no. They are not eligible to play in the players. So uh, and and really if I had thought about it, I should have known better because it's a players tournament from the PJ Tour. So obviously they wouldn't be allowed to play. Uh let us go see what Tennessee Mike has today. What's up, Mike? Hey, Pat, end of the show here. I thought that's pretty quick. Uh, looks like Chris Beard's going to happen at Ole Miss. He's on the top of ESPN. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Yeah. You know what I think, Pat? Texas is open, and they're coming into the league sooner rather than later. I've still heard a little smoke about Calipari in Texas. Have you heard anything from your contacts about what Texas might do? No. Um, and, again, a lot's going to depend on probably what they do in the tournament. And then they, they, I don't even – I couldn't even tell you who their interim coach is right now. Yes, guy on staff there. I but he's doing. Him. I mean, they're having a great year, and they may just you know fall in love with that. It's it happened. It's happened before, and and stick with it. You know now. Uh, well, Syracuse, I guess, is hiring Adrian Autry to be their coach. They this has been in place for a while, I guess. So um, that one won't be open. But yeah, uh, I'm starting to think the winner of the basketball season, the SEC, might just be Ole Miss stumbling into Chris Beard. Pretty good luck. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a, obviously a very good coach, and uh, we yeah. know that very well here in Gainesville because we've seen him beat Florida in the NCAA tournament. Hey, moving along here quickly, Pat. Uh, you vote on all these Coach of the Year awards and stuff. They split it this year. They gave it to Stack and who? Uh, well, there was one that had Stackhouse. There was one that had Dennis Gates, and there was another one that had uh, Buzz Williams. So, my yeah, opinion, yeah, Buzz, Buzz Williams should have been Coach of the Year. Yeah, well, I think the one I was looking at, I believe they split one of them between Buzz Williams, maybe the official one, the SEC quotes, him and Stack. Well, there's an AP and then there's a coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, I mean, obviously, uh, Nate Oates, the the, the guys that are really, you know, they have the best teams get overlooked very often. But wasn't Missouri picked dead last in the preseason media poll? Well, that's just because the media is not very smart when it comes to basketball. Yeah, I, I just don't see how you don't give Coach of the Year this year to the Missouri guy. Yeah, but I mean, was anybody uh, thinking A and M was going to be anything special this year? I yeah, I certainly didn't. I, Don't I forget they were eight and five in the non-conference schedule. Yeah, I know, but I mean, there are arguments always. But style of play totally changed Missouri going from Conzo Martin shows you the power of coaching. That dude's a first-year coach. Yeah, I mean, he did inherit some around. really good players. I mean, Kobe Bryant. I mean, Kobe. Uh, I, I'm blanking on his last name. I started to say Kobe Bryant. Kobe Brown. 
um, is an unbelievable player, and uh, they got good players on that team. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, last thing for you, Pat. I'll clear out. I've been hearing some going down memory lane a little bit. Uh, Mullins' names come up a little bit. He's been out of the game a little bit here now. Um, what's the latest on uh, Mullins? And by the way, what's the Bulls' record? I, I was meaning to check. Or the, you know what the, the Bulls' record is? I don't. I they're right around five hundred somewhere in there. Okay. You know. You know anything about uh, what's the latest on Billy? Maybe getting popped up there with the Bulls and uh, Mullen and even Urban Meyer. What's the latest on those dudes? Well, I don't think Mullen is going to take the uh, Bulls job. But um, <laughs> don't think. Uh, no, I. I look. I, didn't I don't say Bears. I didn't say Bears. No, I'm not around that that situation. I I know what I think of Billy and. Um, He's obviously had a lot of injuries. They shut down ball for the whole year, and that really hurt him. And they're, I don't know. I don't know if there's heat on him or not. I, I don't have any idea. I hope there isn't. I hope he, he's, he's where he wants to be. Um, as far as Meyer, Meyer's told me and he's told a lot of people he's done coaching. He's not coaching anymore. But you never know with that guy. Uh, with Mullen, I don't think he wants to coach in college anymore. So if an NFL team is not interested in them, it's going to be hard to do anything else. He's not going to coach in the XFL. I know that. Yeah. Hey, Pat, on the way out the door, Notre Dame's basketball season is a disaster, right? Is that guy getting fired? Notre Dame, he retired already. Yeah, okay. There's been rumors about Billy to Notre Dame. I just wonder how active that was. I thought you might know something. I would be stunned. I don't think Billy wants to coach at college anymore. Uh, he got out kind of because of what he saw, I think, before a lot of people where college was going. Uh, but, hey, hey, look, I I said Coach Spurrier would never coach against the Gators, yeah. and he did for like 12 yeah. years. So, I mean, anything can happen. Yeah, and Billy might be on the market whether he likes it or not. He's still Catholic, right? Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I, Billy might, at that point, might just go, you know what, let me go to the beach. You know, uh, hey, hey, Kentucky might need a coach, Pat. If Cal takes that Texas job, Kentucky might need a coach. Might be a pretty interesting offseason. Let me tell you what, if I was, yeah, thanks a lot for the call. If I was Billy Donovan and I had a chance uh, to go to Kentucky, if I was looking for a job, and knowing what they have, you talk about a toxic fan base. I mean, that that would be right up there in, in the list. Uh, but Billy can handle that. I mean, I know he can handle it. He handled the five years after between the 2000 season and then winning the national championship with a real a fan base that was after him. They were mad at him because he couldn't get out of the first weekend. Uh, but he can handle those people. I do think it had a little bit to do – Billy liked being in Gainesville a lot because he didn't he did, he liked being able to kind of be under the radar and yet still have this great success and still be able to attract great players here. Um, certainly, if he if he did go to Kentucky, uh, that would be hard for me to root against Kentucky. That would be the only thing maybe that would keep me from doing that. But I'll be doing it this weekend, and of course, what I will also be doing is getting out of here so that we can go to. Uh, uh, Stephen, uh, Eric, listened to a lot of the game last night and then watched a lot of it at home when I got home, and I'll be doing this kind of the same thing again tonight and look forward to uh, Florida against FAU again. Wednesday night has not been their good night. Um, two straight games where they've lost at home on Wednesday night. So hopefully they can get through this uh, this game and then go on to uh, the series this weekend against Siena. Of course, Gators softball also I think is playing tonight, right, UCF? Is it seven? I believe. Um, I may. I think I'm right on that. Who knows if I'm ever right about anything? We know this. We are done for the week. 
appreciate all of you for listening and some of you for calling. <laughs> we'll be back on Monday, and we'll have a lot to talk about. Obviously, Florida's basketball team, baseball, uh, the players, everything. There's so much going on in the world of sports. It's not hard to fill up two hours. We love doing it for you. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, I am Pat Dooley. I am deep. I am way back, and I am out of here. I'm Joseph Baker. Florida baseball is back in action tonight against FAU. Florida's high-powered offense, highlighted by Josh Rivera's 9-RBI night, carried the team past the Owls last night. Coverage will begin here at 555. Florida men's basketball will tip off its postseason tomorrow afternoon in Nashville. The Gators take on Mississippi State, needing four wins in a row to become SEC tournament champs and go to the big dance. Number 8 Florida softball takes on UCF tonight. The Gators will host the Knights to kick off a 10-game homestand. They will host the Bubbly Invitational this weekend. The Miami Heat, currently holding the seventh seed in the East, will take on Donovan Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. Finally, both Gators men's and women's swimming and diving are in action today. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Joseph Baker. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.